The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to C. diff spores and more with your hosts, Nancy Kerala and Dr. Chandrabali Ghosh. We're here to discuss C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and other related healthcare topics. Now, here are your hosts, Nancy Kerala with Dr. Chandrabali Ghosh. Welcome to C. diff spores and more. I'm your host, Nancy Kerala. Dr. Chandrabali Ghosh is unable to join us today due to previous engagements. We would like to thank our sponsor, the C. diff Foundation, for making this show possible, and we welcome and thank our listeners for joining us today. Today, we welcome our four C. diff survivors sharing their unique journey through a C. diff infection and how it changed their lives forever. Heather and her sister Kimberly, Veronica, Renetta and her husband Gary, and Lisa are all active members in the C. diff Foundation's volunteer program, raising C. diff awareness in their communities, making a big difference. We are very grateful for their efforts. And our guests today are Heather Clark, who will, whose father, Paul, was diagnosed with a C. diff infection after an inpatient surgical procedure and then battled the C. diff infection with reoccurrences and unfortunately passed away with the C. diff involvement in 2014. Veronica Edmond, a breast cancer survivor who acquired a C. diff infection during treatment for breast cancer and author of The Other Side of Breast Cancer, My Glorious Opposite. Um, Renetta Dodinsky, a recent C. diff infection survivor residing in Illinois. The C. diff infection was severe with many reoccurrences and Renetta continues to recover and fight her way back from battling this infection over a year. And Lisa Herka Covington survived a C. diff infection that lasted 14 months and with frequent reoccurrences. Ending the infection with the treatment option of receiving a fecal microbiota transplant. Our first guest, Heather Clark. Thank you, Heather, for joining us today in this week's C. diff spores and more episode. Heather, let's lead off um, with a discussion with a question about C. diff. Had you heard of a C. diff infection prior to your father's diagnosis? Well, first of all, Nancy, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be able to share my dad's story today. And the answer is no, never. Um, no one in our family, including my father, had ever heard of C. diff, but we have certainly obtained an education since, that's for sure. Oh, and I'm so, I'm so sure that you have, and we all um, give you uh, our, our sincere condolences in the passing of your father. Um, Heather, did your father have a C. diff symptoms before his hospitalization? No, there was no bloating, no diarrhea, uh, none of the symptoms that he had complained of when he was hospitalized. So, no, he hadn't exhibited any symptoms prior to his hospitalization. Okay. When, when was a confirmed diagnosis of a C. diff infection made for your father? 
Well, it was actually the fourth facility um, that he was sent to. And to tell a little bit about my father's story, um, my father has been a heart patient since I was a little girl. And in January of last year, he collapsed in the driveway of our home. And when he arrived at the hospital, they told him that he had made it just in time as his body was shutting down. And so they put in a pacemaker And we didn't learn this until many months later from a detailed billing statement, but he was put on an antibiotic that is used to fight infections after surgery. And so days later, they suspected an infection, but we do not believe that they checked him for C. diff. And during this time, he was in ICU, intensive care unit. Uh, Later, he was moved out of ICU. He was placed in a room with another man who my father was commenting had a very distended abdomen. And so although we believe that the infection occurred as a result of the antibiotic, there is also the possibility that uh, he could have contracted the infection from another patient or by other means. But um, with my dad's story, he was Uh, released from the hospital and sent to a nursing home where he was to obtain physical therapy and return home. Well, he continued to exhibit symptoms of C. diff while he was in the nursing home. He had exhibited the symptoms at the hospital and they grew worse at the nursing home. He had the diarrhea, he had the bloating, all of that, and would would let um, his caretakers know that he was experiencing these things. And they really never suspected C. diff. They would just tell him innocent things like, you know, don't drink out of straws or don't drink ginger ale. They thought it was just a, a digestion issue, I suppose. And But things continued to progress, and he was getting worse. And he ended up having to go to an emergency room uh, where they diagnosed him with congestive heart failure. And then they sent him on to a fourth facility where they confirmed the congestive heart failure, but they said, we think he has something else. And it was probably about a week later. And at this point, my father had had C. diff for, I'm going to say, uh, at least three weeks. And and so at this point, uh, they found the C. diff a a week later, three weeks into having the infection. And days later, his body was so full of toxins that he wasn't even responsive. Uh, But thankfully, days later, he did come out of that and he started to improve. But as you know, the story did not stop there. No, it didn't. And we're so sorry he endured so much, and your family did too. It's very heartbreaking to see a loved one go through all of this. And Heather, was your dad diagnosed with any other healthcare-associated infections while he was hospitalized? Yes, he had sepsis twice. Um, once during his first visit at the hospital, and then when he went back again the second time just prior to his passing, he was fighting sepsis. So um, on both occasions, he was, was diagnosed with that infection. The first time they had told us, if we can't find the source of this infection, we don't think we could save him. And thankfully, he came through that, but he was uh, diagnosed with sepsis again, so he had both C. diff and sepsis at the same time, and that was in June of last year. Okay, and then while he was having, while he was battling sepsis and C. diff, he probably was on more antibiotics, correct? Oh, yes. He was on a number of medications. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, that makes it so much harder. Mm -hmm. Heather, how long after being treated for the C. diff infection did your father um, pass away? Well, he was in the hospital for six months um, from January to June of last year. And as I mentioned, uh, it was about March of last year when he was released from the hospital and went to a, a rehabilitation facility uh, where he was learning to, to walk again and actually never got to that point. He was almost there. Um, they were helping him to sit up, and, and he was on a ventilator and a stomach tube and, and just a very difficult journey. But they were working on getting him back to health and, and, and be able to come home again. And, and so, uh, sadly, the C. diff came back a second time when he was in the rehabilitation facility, and it was, it was in May of last year, one year ago, that uh, they were doing a colonoscopy, and they found out that the C. diff had returned. And he had to be sent back to the hospital because his colon began bleeding so profusely one night, and they called us and asked if we would be okay if they sent him back to the hospital so that they could look into the bleeding and find out why this is going on. And while he was at that hospital for a few weeks um, battling both the C. diff and the sepsis, um, I received a call on a, a Saturday um, in the night. It was shortly after midnight at about 12.25 a.m. Uh, received a call that no one ever wants to receive that my dad's heart had stopped beating and that they were doing CPR and that they wanted to know how long I wanted them to keep going, and I said, as long as you can. And to make a long story short, they were unable to bring my father back, and we never expected that to happen at all. But my father died on June 21st of last year. We are so sorry, Heather. You are so. You and your family are very brave, and it's very difficult to bring all this uh, to the forefront. And we we appreciate your brave um, testimonial and for sharing your father's story with everybody. Um, we know that you and your sister knew that you wanted to do something to raise C-diff awareness and help others learn more about this infection that tears apart lives and how to protect themselves and their loved ones. How did you learn about the C-diff Foundation volunteer program? Well, it was actually sometime after my father's passing that I decided to look on the Internet for any organizations that were actively involved in helping to raise awareness about C. diff infections. I wanted to see if, if such an organization existed, and lo and behold, there was the C. diff Foundation. So I remember sharing that with my sister. We both had the same idea that why don't we volunteer? Um, because even before my father's passing, we knew we had to do something. We learned that there are so many people who uh, contract C. diff infections in hospitals all across the nation. And it's not only my dad who went through this, that there's thousands of people who go through C. diff infections and many who lose their lives. And I remember saying to my dad, even while he was in the hospital, I said, Dad, when you get out of here, we need to join a campaign. <laughs> and while he never got to do that, um, I still believed that I needed to do something and to warn other people about healthcare-acquired infections 
and to make them aware that these type of infections exist so that perhaps other people won't have to go through what my dad did. And so after we found the C. diff foundation, we decided to join as volunteers. And last year, uh, we went to a local mall where we were part of a health fair, and we had a a booth right next to one of the uh, pharmaceutical companies that is actually working on a vaccine to help prevent C. diff infections. So that was absolutely a, a perfect placement. But we talked to a number of people about C. diff, the majority of whom had never heard of the infection, just like our family didn't. And so we were able to help spread awareness to our local community. And this summer, we are actually planning on going to two local fairs, um, and we'll probably be distributing information to hundreds, if not thousands of people, and also making them aware of C. diff infections. So it's it's a good thing to be able to reach out to other people and to possibly help save some other lives. So this is something that, that we just felt that we needed to do at this time. And you're doing such a remarkable job, you and your sister, and we're grateful for your efforts, Heather, and for Kimberly. And we thank you, Heather, for joining us today and sharing your father's story. Once again, you have our sincere condolences, and we're so sorry for the loss of your father. And we thank you for raising C. diff awareness in your father's honor as we work towards a mutual goal, witnessing the decline in newly diagnosed C. diff infections worldwide. We are going to pause for a moment for a commercial break. When we return, we will be speaking with Veronica Edmonds, a breast cancer survivor. We'll be right back. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Join us November 9th, 2015 for the Raising C. diff and Healthcare-Associated Infection Awareness Conference. This event will be chaired by Dr. Mark Wilcox, Professor of Medical Microbiology at the University of Leeds, UK, and hosted at the Doubletree Suites by Hilton Hotel in Boston, Cambridge. For more information about the event, Call us toll-free at 1-844-4C-DIFF or register starting on April 1st through the website cdifffoundation.org forward slash upcoming events. Call 1-844-4C-DIFF, 1-844-367-2343. We look forward to meeting you on November 9th. Transformational healing includes energy medicine as well as hands-on healing. Tune in every week to Transformational Healing with Dr. Bonnie Morrow. If you want to know more about the business and science of energy fields, chakras, and the medical and spiritual community, join our expert guests as we work together to bring you closer to your personal health vision. Transformational Healing is heard live every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. To help support the C. diff foundation, please visit our website, cdifffoundation.org forward slash donate or call toll free 1-844-4C-DIFF. 
That's 1-844-367-2343. Join us in our fight against C. diff and help us continue our mission of educating and advocating for C. diff infection prevention, treatments, and environmental safety worldwide. Through your continued support, we can continue raising C. diff awareness and help save lives. Donate today. Visit cdifffoundation.org. Thank you. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to C. diff, spores, and more. If you have a question, please send an email to info at cdifffoundation.org. Now back to our program. Here again are Nancy Karala and Dr. Chandrabali Ghosh. Welcome to C. diff spores and more. I'm your host, Nancy Corrala, and we welcome our listeners joining us today. We would like to take this moment and introduce our next guest, Veronica Edmond, breast cancer and C. diff survivor. Welcome to the show, Veronica. Good afternoon. Thank you, Nancy, so much for this opportunity. I'm honored to share with you and your guest today. Well, thank you so much. We are so happy to have you here with us. And Veronica, we have some um, great, you know, information to be shared here, and we appreciate you doing that with us. And um, we're going to ask you the first question, and that's, of course, how and when did you learn that you had contracted a C. diff infection? Um, In 2008, I was diagnosed with this uh, stage 3 breast cancer. And it was during my second, after my second round um, of a scheduled eight-round chemo um, treatment, um, my body crashed. And I believe that's because the, the drug cocktail that they administered to me was too strong. And my body crashed. I was immediately rushed um, uh, to the hospital. And um, I was quarantined for about 30 days. And in that period, they were trying to figure out what this infection was and what was wrong with me. And that is when we discovered um, that I had contracted C. diff. We are so sorry that for that. You endured so much. And we appreciate you, be, you know, being so brave and sharing this story with everybody. Uh, Veronica, were you first diagnosed by your primary care physician or a specialist? Uh, no, I was diagnosed by an infectious um, a disease specialist um, during my, my breast cancer treatment. Um, my doctors called in a specialist uh, because they could not figure out what was wrong with me. Um, so I was actually diagnosed by an infectious disease specialist. And can you share with our listeners, what were some of the symptoms you were having? Um, fever, diarrhea, um, abdominal tenderness, um, some of the other symptoms, um, I, I experienced some vomiting, um, and just, just very, very weak, um, loose bowels, um, there were times when I had no control over my bowels, um, that was quite a challenging, um, time for me, but those were some of the symptoms that I experienced. So you had a pretty severe case of C. diff infection, didn't you? Very much so, yes. Um, so much so that there were discussions about possibly having to remove a portion of my colon, um, which was not going to happen. Um, I was going to fight 
um, as hard as I could to, to overcome this. But yes, it was very severe. That's terrible. Veronica, how long did it take your infection specialist or the, your, your healthcare team to diagnose you? Did you have the symptoms more than uh, a couple of weeks? Um, I had the symptoms uh, for about three weeks, and so it took that long before a diagnosis. Um, again, I was I was actually quarantined in the hospital for about 30 days, and so about three weeks of that, um, they were trying to figure out, you know, what was going on. Okay, so they had you on the um, the isolation precautions, and how did yeah. that affect you? Oh, it was not a good experience. Um, of course, my family could not visit me in any care givers that came in, nurses, um, therapists, or my doctors had to wear masks and gloves and gowns. Um, it was very depressing, uh, quite frankly, um, and just very a very dark time during my journey. I'm certainly sure, I'm sure it was, and nobody, nobody uh, appreciates being on isolation, even though it protects the patient and yeah. protects the visitors, yeah. Um, yeah. Veronica, what compelled you to write about your C. diff experience in your book? Well, um, I do share my story, my breast cancer journey, and um, because of the impact that the C. diff had um, in my life, my body, and just how it affected my family, period, and those that were caring for me, um, I just wanted to give a voice to it and just really um, make people aware that that it's very real, and um, I thought that I wanted to educate uh, particularly the African-American community about C. diff. Um, I knew nothing about C. diff before I contracted it, and so if I can, you know, educate others and, you know, share with them my experience, I wanted to do that um, through my story. And what a story it is. Your book is appreciated by so many, and we have actually read a copy of it. And we can let our uh, listeners know that if they're interested in reading um, Veronica's story and to visit her webpage, it's the journey is... um, What is your website again, Veronica? Um, The title of my book is My Glorious Opposite, the other side of breast cancer, and um, more details about my book can be found at www.gloriousopposite.com. That's right. I couldn't think of it all at the top of my head. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Well, thanks for sharing that with everybody. And Veronica, we um, appreciate the mention in your book. And how did you come about learning about the C. Diff Foundation? Um, just basically, I'm um, doing research. Um, about C. diff, and I came across the foundation. Um, I wanted to use some of the materials that I found on your site to um, help educate um, my reading audience about the about C. diff, and um, I gave you a call, and the rest is history. <laughs> and I'm very glad that I that I found you. Well, we're really glad that you found us also. Thank you for that. And um, Veronica, we know that you do a lot of public speaking, and it, is that the way you've been able to raise and educate communities about C. diff awareness and prevention? 
Absolutely. Um, I do speak quite frequently to breast cancer communities as well as um, church communities, and I'm able to share pamphlets and uh, other information, prevention, um, and also um, just my story about my entire experience with C. diff um, to just bring awareness um, to the infection and how we can prevent it from happening to others. Right. And that's exactly what you're doing, and you're making a huge effort and a huge impact. And, you know, it takes a small amount of time to make a big difference, and you really are. And thank you so much, Veronica. And, Veronica, at this time, do you have any closing comments to share with other breast cancer survivors and C. diff survivors alike? Well, um, I always encourage um, other women to just do your due diligence, own your health, be your own advocate. Um, and listen to your body. It talks to you, and it will tell you when it's in trouble, and it will tell you what, it's, what it needs. And just respond um, in the best, most healthy way that you can. Exactly. And that, that's the best um, comments and best information anyone can share. Um, and we, you know, appreciate that. Um, is there anything else you can share with the audience, uh, Veronica, about the C. diff infection itself? Um, nothing more than, than what we've shared. Um, I, I was not aware initially that, that the C. diff infection could be life-threatening um, until it actually happened to me. So if, if there is someone that that is diagnosed or knows someone, um, it's something to take very, very seriously because it could, um, as we heard earlier, be life-threatening. Yes, it really can. And we thank you so much, Veronica, for, sh- you know, for sharing your story and your journey with us today. And thank you so much for being on CDIP Spores and More. And we thank you for sharing uh, all the information you did. We're going to take a moment and pause for a commercial break. When we return... Thank you. We will be speaking with Randy Viber. Oh, thank you so much, Veronica. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Biohacking for Health is working with your individual biology to gain access to and control over the systems within your body. It allows you to explore your biology and improve health and wellness. Each of us has unique genetic profiles and physiology that require individualized approaches. On Biohacking for Optimal Health, Dr. Daniel Stickler and his expert guests provide a roadmap to navigate the world of biohacking human potential. Tune in every Thursday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health & Wellness. To help support the C. diff foundation, please visit our website, cdifffoundation.org forward slash donate, or call toll-free 1-844-4-C-DIFF. That's 1-844-367-2343. Join us in our fight against C. diff and help us continue our mission of educating and advocating for C. diff infection prevention, treatments, and environmental safety worldwide. Through your continued support, we can continue raising C. diff awareness and help save lives. Donate today. Visit cdifffoundation.org. Thank you. 
Join us November 9th, 2015 for the Raising C. diff and Healthcare-Associated Infection Awareness Conference. This event will be chaired by Dr. Mark Wilcox, Professor of Medical Microbiology at the University of Leeds, UK, and hosted at the Doubletree Suites by Hilton Hotel in Boston, Cambridge. For more information about the event, call us toll-free at 1-844-4C-DIFF or register starting on April 1st through the website cdifffoundation.org forward slash upcoming events. Call 1-844-4C-DIFF, 1-844-367-2343. We look forward to meeting you on November 9th. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to C. diff, spores, and more. If you have a question, please send an email to info at cdifffoundation.org. Now back to our program. Here again are Nancy Karala and Dr. Chandra Bali Ghosh. Welcome back to C. diff, spores, and more. I'm your host, Nancy Karala, and we welcome our listeners joining us today. It is a pleasure to introduce... Renetta Dzinski to fight her way back to wellness. Welcome, Renetta, and thank you for joining us here today. Thank you for having me, Nancy. You're very welcome. And, Renetta, we're just glad that you're back on your road to recovery. Yes. Very, very good thing. Yeah, it sure is. Renetta, can you share uh, when you were first diagnosed with this infection? Sure. Um, I had a a long-term ear infection and it had been probably a good year, year and a half that I kept going back to the ear, nose, and throat specialist and they kept putting me on a high-risk antibiotic. And I even had two 30-day courses of the high-risk antibiotic. And finally, um, in February 2013, I was diagnosed with my, that's a long journey just for one infection and then to get another infection. Um, Renetta, was it your primary care physician or was it a specialist who first diagnosed you with C. difficile infection? No, I had collapsed at home and my husband uh, took me to the emergency room. It was the emergency room doctor, and um, which was kind of unusual because I had, been in a, I had gone to the emergency room during this period of time and had never been diagnosed with CDF. And we had gone to the local hospital in a rural community, and they tested me immediately. And, of course, it came back positive. It came back positive, yes. And how long were you treated for the C. diff infection, and how many reoccurrences did you experience? Um, my treatment was over, over a year. And I had seven reoccurrences. Well, I know it sounds like a lot. Yeah, it is. It is a lot. It's a lot for one body to endure. Um, Renetta, how many hospitalizations and emergency room visits would you say you had while you were diagnosed with a C. diff infection? I had four hospitalizations and they were in isolation, um, as your previous uh, guest had. And... Several ER visits. Now, the ER visits were 
for hydration and to stop the cycle of pain because the pain medication that I was given by the doctors, which was hydrocodone, um, it didn't work for this kind of pain. It was just too severe. And it seemed to, like, a, like to build. It was like a cycle of pain, and you just had to stop it. And the only way to do that was with IV pain reliever. It's unfortunate. We hear a lot from patients that the hydrocodone and the actual pain medications do not relieve the symptoms of the no. uh, C. diff because it's more of a, a cramping, abdominal, uh, intestinal cramping pain. Right, but it also involves your whole body. And, mm-hmm. and I didn't know how sick I was. I no. But I didn't. I wasn't aware of how, how very sick I was. I am so sorry. And, Renetta, where did you and your husband, where did you find support and information regarding C. difficile infections? Well, uh, I looked, my husband did a lot of uh, research, but uh, I looked on the Internet because we live in a rural area, and I found the C. difficile foundation there. And there's really a lot of information on the site, just a wealth of information. I tried to learn more about the infection on Facebook support groups, but all I learned there was how many hundreds of people were sick and no one there had any answers, just more questions. So the foundation site actually had answers and a phone number if I needed support. Right. And the phone number for everyone to be aware is uh, the toll-free number. It's one eight four four. F-O-R-C-D-I-F, uh, to speak with an infection, actually, um, an information specialist regarding C. diff prevention, treatments, and environmental safety products. And thank you for utilizing that number, Renetta. I hope they were helpful to you. Yes, and, and there's um, compassion on the other end of that line as well. Well, that's good because to hear. The people that you talk to, that, the people that you talk to on the line, they understand infection. Right, right. And that, that helps, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Well, are the C. diff symptoms, uh, were they resolved at the time that you had received a negative lab result from your physician? No, 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 no. Um, the primary C. diff infections are gone now, but I'm 80 to 89 days out from my first negative test. And my second negative test, well, the beginning of February 2015, I had my first negative test. And at the end of March 2015, I had my second negative test. But the primary, the most painful symptoms are gone. But I have, um, I have a whole book of, of side effects or residual Symptoms. Okay, so you're, you're sorry. You're still experiencing these that um, from the prolonged C. diff infection. Correct. Um, I my short term memory is just terrible. I can't tolerate any commercially prepared food of any kind. If I do eat something I shouldn't, it can keep me awake for two or three days, and I've never experienced that before in my life. I must eat organic foods, and all my food must be completely cooked. I seem to dehydrate easily, so now I drink alkaline and iodized water. 
And for some reason, spring water, even though it is alkaline, it doesn't prevent dehydration for me. I often have extreme fatigue and I have almost no endurance. I can't walk or be on my feet for more than 15 minutes. And I'm a bit lonely because no one can come into my home for another four months because I want to be sure any seed spores that were in my home are gone. So they can't infect anyone else. And um, it's, it's, um, it's debilitating. This is, this is a really terrible infection. Really terrible. Yes, it is. And we thank you for uh, sharing all the details. I know it's very painful and very hard, and we appreciate you being so brave and sharing with everybody today. Renetta, are you um, utilizing the bleach products like Clorox germicidal to oh, yes. um, address mm-hmm. the spores? Yes, we have those. We bought them online. I would really like it if they were available in the grocery store. Um, right. And you can, and we have them in several rooms so that if I, when I was, when I was positive with the infection, anything I touched had to be wiped down. Okay. So you're using the germicidal, Clorox germicidal wipes? Correct. Okay. Because mm-hmm. I, we know that it comes in solution also. I, I couldn't find that. In our stores. Okay. Well, we know that it's, um, I think it's online. And also uh, Lowe's Home Improvement Centers, we have found that they are carrying it now. Uh, You can call your Lowe's Home Improvement Center ahead of time to see if they have the Clorox germicidal bleach in um, in the jug. So that, that will probably help a lot of people out there also. I'm thinking it will. Exactly. Um, Renetic, uh, do you, you said that you're, you're feeling better. Um, are you able to, you know, get back to eating the foods that you were eating? Oh, I'll never go, be able to go back to eating the um, commercially uh, purchased foods that I used to eat. Um, I can't go to a restaurant because I, mean, I just can't go like, oh, that restaurant looks good, and go in there and eat there because I don't know what their um, food handling practices are. I don't know what kind of spices they will use. Um, I can eat at any organic restaurant. As long as it's an organic restaurant, I have had no problem whatsoever. Okay, so you're finding that you've developed... Um like sensitivities to different foods, correct? Well, it's more of a sensitivity to what they're putting in it or what's on the food before they prepare it. Like, um, I may be having a sensitivity to the pesticides that's on the food or in the food. Okay, so you're you're just kind of finding your way back to um, really balanced nutrition. Right, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, Renetta, do you have... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) Go ahead. I wasn't able to eat an organic Reuben sandwich, and I had some Amish chocolate cream pie, and I was still able to get a good night's sleep after that. So I can't say I can't eat anything, but um, I I really don't trust 
commercially prepared foods anymore. I really don't. Okay. Because every time I every time I step outside of the organic food groups, I have a problem. Okay. Well, that's really good information to know, and thank you for sharing that with everyone today. Renetta, do you have any closing comments you'd like to share with everyone today before we pause for our commercial break? Well, years ago I had Rocky Mountain spotted fever um, and Lyme disease. And C. diff is so much worse in every way. I mean, you're in severe pain and isolated for long periods of time. And people don't really understand what's going on with you because not much is known about it. I mean, I know more now about it now than I ever did, but it's not, um, nobody marches for it. Let's say that. Right. No, and that's one thing we appreciate you raising awareness within your community also. Yes. Well, Renetta, we thank you. Yes, contracted. Yes, it is. And now that it's out in the community, uh, not just uh, an inpatient hospital, uh, people are coming into the emergency room displaying symptoms before they're admitted for other uh, diagnosis also. Uh, it's mm-hmm. easily picked up in the in the community now. Right. So we can say prevention. Hand washing, correct? Correct. Yes, That's it, right. It, it prevents this at all at all costs. I'm really looking forward to the vaccine. Not that it will, I will be able to take it because I won't. But anyone that I know and care about, I would I would advise them to get the vaccine when it's ready. Yes. Exactly. We agree with you with that also. And uh, you can go on to the CDIF Foundation's website, uh, www.cdifffoundation.org. Click on the tab on the top for clinical trials. There are a number of organizations that are seeking uh, individuals uh, to participate in their clinical trial studies. Uh, They would be much uh, appreciated to hear from you if you're interested. So in with that, uh, we thank you, Renetta, uh, for being with us today and for sharing your C. diff uh, infection journey. We wish you continued recovery back to wellness. Uh, we're going thank to you. take a pause for you're very welcome, Renetta. We are very um, we are going to take a pause for a moment for a commercial break. When we return, we will introduce Lisa Herc Covington, C. diff survivor and founder executive director of Speak, a suicide prevention organization that's based in Maryland. Thank you for joining us. We'll be right back. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Join us November 9th, 2015 for the Raising C. diff and Healthcare-Associated Infection Awareness Conference. This event will be chaired by Dr. Mark Wilcox, Professor of Medical Microbiology at the University of Leeds, UK, and hosted at the Doubletree Suites by Hilton Hotel in Boston, Cambridge. For more information about the event, call us toll-free at 1-844-4C-DIFF or register starting on April 1st through the website cdifffoundation.org forward slash upcoming events. 
Call 1-844-4C-DIFF, 1-844-367-2343. We look forward to meeting you on November 9th. To help support the CDF Foundation, please visit our website, cdifffoundation.org forward slash donate, or call toll-free 1-844-4-CDIF. That's 1-844-367-2343. Join us in our fight against CDF and help us continue our mission of educating and advocating for CDF infection prevention, treatments, and environmental safety worldwide. Through your continued support, we can continue raising CDF awareness and help save lives. Donate today. Visit cdifffoundation.org. Thank you. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to C. diff spores and more. If you have a question, please send an email to info at cdifffoundation.org. Now back to our program. Here again are Nancy Karala and Dr. Chandra Bali Ghosh. Welcome back to C. diff spores and more. I'm your host, Nancy Karala, and we welcome our listeners joining us today. It is a pleasure to introduce our next guest, Lisa Herker Covington, a C. diff survivor and founder and executive director of Speak, a suicide prevention organization based in Maryland. Lisa, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Nancy, for having me and for saving lives for, from infants to our elderly who have been touched by this horrific illness. I would also like to thank all the survivors on the show for speaking out. Well, thank you so much for that, and I'm sure they are grateful for that introduction also. Lisa, we thank you for being so brave, for sharing your journey here today, too. And can you share with us um, when you were first diagnosed with a C. diff infection? Yes, I was first diagnosed in July of 2012. Okay, and was your diagnosis made by your primary care physician or a specialist? Um, actually, Nancy, I read nonstop um, on the internet about my symptoms and had uh, my primary care uh, doctor test me for C. diff. Wow. Okay. Well, it was brave of you and great of you to go out and research your symptoms. Um, with that, do you have uh, remember and recall you? Uh, you were prescribed antibiotics to treat another inf- infection prior to developing symptoms of a C. diff infection. Well, my endonic had given me um, antibiotics to treat an infection in my tooth after having a root canal, and I was also prescribed an antibiotic uh, to treat a UTI earlier that same year, so I was on uh, two times of the antibiotic. And that is probably what promoted the C. diff yeah. infection. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Lisa, what was the first medication prescribed to you to treat the C. diff infection, and was it successful? Okay, I was on Flagyl, and it was at least two rounds, and I got very, very sick while taking it, and the Flagyl was not successful. Successful, I'm sorry. There's another call coming through, as always. <laughs> That's okay. We'll ignore that for now. Did you need to take that call? No, I do not. I'm on a program. (laughs) (laughs) I'm on break right now. (laughs) Oh, you're on break. Okay, well, and Lisa, um, when 
then when when was the next course of treatment prescribed by your primary physician after the flagell? Okay, then I took vancomycin, which was the liquid form, and I took about a dozen prescriptions, um, and I had over 14 reoccurrences. Okay, so we're going to say that the liquid vancomycin was not successful at treating this infection. No, it was not. Wow. So in a total of a year's time, your 14-month um, you know, prolonged infection of the C. diff, how many reoccurrences would you say you had from this? Um, I had um, 14, and um, I also wanted to mention, Nancy, that um, unfortunately, yes, the Vanco did not work, and I became so addicted to the Vanco that I was drinking it like a cocktail several times a day. That's incredible. I'm so sorry about that. Um, Lisa, how was each reoccurrence treated then? With more antibiotics continuously giving me more antibiotics, and that's all they knew what to do with me. It was that, Nancy, or they told me I was going to, you know, I was going to die, or, you know, I I just was, you know, a total wreck with this whole thing. And you were so sick, and I'm so sorry for that. So, Lisa, um, did your physicians ever prescribe the medication for dexamycin, the Diposid? Yes, um, I took the Diposid and praying that it would cure me. It was the new drug on the market, very, very expensive. But I wound up having really bad side effects from this drug, and I went had to go back on the vancomycin again. Okay, all right. I'm sorry it didn't. It wasn't effective. No, but I've heard it has you. helped other people, Nancy. So you know, but for me, I think I was really far gone. Right. And just to mention here, Lisa, uh, a lot of people and a lot of patients don't know um, Diposid. If they go on uh, the CETA Foundation's website, www.cetafoundation.org, on the top tab, there's a, a healthcare professionals tab they can click on and read more about the fidaxomyosin and how they can um, look at the information. Uh, also, the um, Access Diposid uh, Assistance Program that is for patients uh, with insurance and, and how they can help patients um, learn more about this in, in this medication that was that treats the C. difficile. Uh, Lisa, um, getting back to your questions, uh, did you did you still have the C. diff symptoms while taking the liquid vancomycin? Yes, I did. I was nauseated, I could barely eat, and I had abdominal cramping. So I was still sick while on the medication. The okay. diarrhea had stopped somewhat, had let up, but it was I was still very sick. Okay. Now I um we you know we're curious to know that after your uh reoccurrence after you would finish an antibiotic or your course of vancomycin um at, did you wait 7 days and did your physician retest you uh to see if the an, the infection was still you know going on um I was tested nonstop Nancy I felt like I lived in the labs I mean wow. they even knew me by got to know me by name um, my tests would come back negative all the time, you know, at times, I should say. And then about a few days later, I would get the diarrhea full force. And, um, you know, sometimes it was 20 times a day, and it was extremely frustrating, and it was extremely hard living like this. Yes, and it's extremely expensive. There's a huge cost. Very, it was a very expensive proposition, yeah. Yeah, 
It was, and I'm so sorry for that too. And we knew a lot of our sorry for everybody out there that um, has to go through this. You know, exactly. So, Lisa, who guided you to try a fecal microbiota transplant to treat the C. diff infection? Um, One of my three gastro doctors, um, I was under their care, um, had told me about it, and the doctor, the one doctor, did not do the fecal transplant, so she told me that's something that I would need to check into with another doctor, so I went to three. Okay, and... What, was it a gastroenterologist that performed the um, yes, yes, transplant? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. And Lisa, did you know your, um, your donor? Yes, it was a family member. Okay. And uh, that was a very difficult thing because that gets into a very, another issue where people don't want to know you sometimes at this time of your life, let me tell you. But um, I'm blessed that I did have a member help me. Okay, and we know how important it is to really know um, your donor and um, to follow your what your physician guides you to. Yeah. Um, Lisa, since your um, fecal transplant, have you had any further symptoms of a C. diff infection? Uh, no, thank God I have not and have been tested and all my tests have come back negative, so I've been blessed. Okay, well, we're just so grateful for that. Um, um, we're so happy that the fecal microbiota transplant uh, resolved your C. diff infection. That's so important. And, and Lisa, during the long, you mentioned that you had, uh, lost a quite a lot of weight, um, which many patients do during a GI infection and including the C. diff infection. Did you fall into malnutrition? Um, yes, I did. I went from 125 pounds to 99 pounds, and I was very tiny. I'm about 5'4", and um, I was eating very little over that 14-month battle. Um, I lived on a lot of shakes. Um, afterwards, I, I was like a child, Nancy, learning how to eat all over again. I was literally afraid to eat. My lack of eating was um, going on a lot, you know, was going on for so long and I didn't know how to eat a balanced diet. It was very, very frightening because I didn't, it sounds crazy, but I didn't know how to eat. (laughs) Right, no, that's exactly what happens. And that's why we stress to patients and to families that, you know, the clear liquid diet is for three days only. Rat diet, they don't uh, recommend it being prolonged longer than three days. And uh, a clear liquid diet, or rather a full liquid diet, is not healthy either because of the lack of nutrients. So we completely understand. And Lisa, I I know that um, you had some suggestions for our listeners that could maybe help their physicians and registered dietitians that they meet uh, while they're going through the gastro infection. Can you share them? Um, the one, the one thing that, um, okay, is, um, journaling, um, I think is very important. Um, I did it on a daily basis, um, keeping a log on what, um, you know, I ate, how much I was eating and, um, how, you know, and how I was feeling both physically and mentally, because that's extremely important for both the person suffering, um, you know, with C. diff and to uh, give this information exactly. to your healthcare provider. Right. Um, I also, and- Nancy, wanted to tell you that it took me several years introducing foods back uh, one at a time into my diet. Um, I had uh, to make sure that my stomach could handle what I ate 
and today I eat whatever I want to without worrying. I also eat far more healthy than I did before I had the C. diff. So I am just blessed I'm able to eat again. I didn't think I could ever again, but... Yes, we can, and it takes time. Our bodies have to, you know, have take, to it heal. takes time to heal. Mm-hmm. And Lisa, we thank you so much for joining us today. We are out of time, and Lisa Herker-Covington, again, is uh, the, the Executive Director of SPEAK, a suicide prevention organization based in Maryland. Um, Lisa, we thank you so much for joining us today. If you missed any part of today's episode, you can always return to the show page and access the program podcast and listen to them at your leisure. Next Next week, our guest will be Karen Faction, specializing in gastrointestinal disorders and infections, discussing nutrition through a C. diff infection and more. We thank you all for joining us, and we all wish you um, the best of health in, uh, to get over an C. diff uh, infection. And remember, none of us can do this alone. All of us can do this together. Thank you again for joining us today. Thank you for tuning in this week for C. diff, spores, and more. Be sure to join your hosts, Nancy and Dr. Ghosh, again next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 2 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of our program on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. None of us can do this alone. All of us can do this together. 